home loan. How about a great one? I want a great home loan.com. The character crew taking care of you. When was the last time? Well, if you didn't use I want a great home loan.com, that you used someone else and that on a Sunday at 10 a.m., you were able to call the cell phone of the person handling your case. Probably never, but that's what you get with the characters. They are available seven days a week until nine o'clock at night. And obviously, you know, they may, if they're in church or uh, they are on the line with someone else, they will get back with you. Point being is if it's Friday at 10 p.m. or Friday at 8.30, I should say, and you know, something happened and all of a sudden you're worried about uh, a, a hiccup with your home loan, you don't, you're not going to have to wait till Monday in order to get a call back from whomever it is that's handling your case. And that's after they get a hold of everyone else that left them voicemails Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday day, Sunday night, seven days a week till nine o'clock at night. I want a great home loan.com because you do going to get the latest news update. Then Christy Fulnecki joins us. Good morning, I'm Keller 10's Jesse Inman. A man accused of being under the influence when he crashed a boat into a home at Lake of the Ozarks is asking a judge to allow him to appear in court virtually next month. Adam Ramirez from California is charged with seven counts of physical injury following that crash in July. Ramirez and seven other passengers were thrown from the boat when it ran aground, hit a home, and then overturned. Some people on board were seriously injured. A heads up for drivers who have been taking detours all week as crews work to repair that major sinkhole over on James River Freeway. There is a chance that lanes could be reopened sooner than Friday's target reopen date. MoDOT also had to dig a 20 to 30 foot hole to make those repairs and excavate three lanes and a shoulder. From Color 10 at Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Be quiet, you two. First alert forecast. You mouth me. I, I'm, I'm so bossy this morning. Well, <laughs> what? If you don't knock it off, I'm gonna have some breaking news over here. Couple yeah, of, couple really. Of, yeah, you're in the studio with two Indian gals, so you gotta oh, be yeah, careful. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh-huh. Well, is it all right if I do the weather? <laughs> no. Do you want me to do it? No. no. Color okay. 10, Fox 49, <laughs> meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny today, high near 82, though. Right now, I mean, it looks pretty cloudy so we're told the sun is going to come out okay then tonight 50 percent chance of showers storms mainly uh after 8 p.m low of around 64 60 percent chance of showers and storms through the day tomorrow high near 80 and a 40 percent chance of showers saturday high near 83 the what's s- up everyone the, hey. sun, the sun will come up out tomorrow <laughs> And my name's Kamala Harris. <laughs> that was my speech for today. Thank you. The sun. <laughs> Which is, is in the sky. <laughs> is round and hot. Which and is it why it's burns. the sun. And it burns. Cackle here. I know. I got the cackle for you. We haven't I'll seen her cackle. much lately. That means I can be vice president after that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I you know. got the the laugh down. Yeah. You just have to work on being a little more incoherent. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, I don't do well as number two though, so I don't think I could work in that position. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. Um, that would probably be problematic. You know, I've got to talk about this dress code thing. This bothers me. Well, Fetterman. So it's embarrassing. Much. It's really embarrassing. I mean, talk about. I mean, at the least, very poor role models, but they 
rub off on everyone else. Okay, I have this certain intel. So I'm, so a lot of like the government, the EEOC, and the um, whatever you have, you know, discrimination claims, the stuff you have hearings on Zoom or whatever that Microsoft meeting thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but anyway, they're online. So you have like the Zoom hearings. So you're not actually in the court because everybody would have to travel. So we're waiting and, um, I mean, I might as well say it's TSA and their attorney. So we're waiting for the attorney to come on. And so the judge, we're all now we're all on, you know, little screens so you can see all mm -hmm. the attorneys and my client were all, cause my client was in my office and all of a sudden this screen pops up and this girl was sitting in her bedroom and had a hoodie on nice. and I'm like, who is this? And it was the attorney for TSA. Yeah, that sounds and about right. And I thought, I can't, this is a court hearing and you have a hoodie on and you're in your bedroom. Uh, I thought, oh, sure. I looked at my client and luckily, I forget sometimes to hit mute, but I was laughing so hard. And I thought, I can't believe you're sitting here with a judge and you have a hoodie on. Well, and then a couple of days later, they announced they changed the dress code in the Senate. I just think this is horrible. Did the lawyer I mean, for uh, the TSA go, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like Fetterman? No. no, but she couldn't get on. It's very articulate. And so she was having to type. So I guess that's similar to him. Mm, He's having yeah. to use his iPad and stuff to talk. He actually presided over the Senate. I think it was yesterday I saw a picture. It's just, it's embarrassing. It is completely embarrassing. So what did he have on? Did he have a hoodie on? Uh, he or? had shorts, and I couldn't tell if from the C-SPAN shot if it was a hoodie or <laughs> it, it was. It wasn't a jacket, a uh, button-up shirt. It was. It was his normal. I'm a 12-year-old key latchkey kid eating hot pockets at home <laughs> while playing Paperboy on Nintendo. We got Christy Fulnecki with us. Wait, let's go to a traffic update. Okay. We'll uh, continue on here. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, the rest of the week, it sounds like we have a chance of storms throughout the Ozarks. And if you have worries about your roof, it's time to give Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company a call. I like things that are simple, and the Pyramid Roofing Company does just that. Whenever you give them a call, they'll come out, they'll do a free inspection, they'll take tons of photos and videos so they can show you exactly what is going on with your roof. Uh, and then they'll work with you on items that need to be addressed. Maybe you are in a situation where you need just a simple roof repair or maybe new gutters or maybe it is time to go ahead and get that whole new roof whatever the situation is the pyramid roofing company they have got you covered so whenever you are ready to give them a call they'll get you all taken care of now you can find all of the contact information for the pyramid roofing company under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com one of the things about fetterman and this announcement quiet announcement, I suppose, by Chuck Schumer that they were lifting the dress code in the Senate. Now, not for the lowly staffers that don't yeah, right. make hardly I know. enough exactly. money. It, and so that's one component of this. It is so typical, particularly of the Democrat Party, rules for me and not for mm -hmm. thee. So here, the, the senator, the one who has the more lucrative income, 
can wear, or any of those senators, some of which are multimillionaires, they can wear whatever they want. But if you are some intern or you are some staffer trying to make ends meet, you still have to go out and buy the more expensive clothes. And it, there, there's such a holes. I mean, they are. <laughs> They're such. That's so funny that you said that. I was thinking the same thing because I, I was thinking no. So does that apply to their staff? So whenever, no, yeah, whenever the, the rules still apply. The exemption is only for the elites, the the senators. That's that's terrible. I think that's terrible. Which, if anything, and you could argue it should be the opposite. That I know. They're the ones that's who, right. They're the ones up there that are. Uh, it's. Well, I mean, it, it's crazy. You're representing your whole entire state, and then you're going to look like that. I mean, and the thing is, like, if you've been there, it's a very. I don't. I don't know if this is the right word, kind of hallow. It's like a holy right, place. Sure, sure. Like, when you walk in there, I mean, in, in the history, and to think that somebody would dishonor that by going in there with a hoodie, it, I mean, it, it I just, shows, it's crazy to it, me. It shows that they really don't have any sort of reverence or respect for any of it. And, the, and they will pretend that they do at times. Like when they, if the Republicans are wanting to do something I am try- I can't think of any specific example but that has anything you know that change a tradition that's been done over the past they'll just talk about uh you know the lack of respect for this historical body oh, right, I mean yeah. they go on and on as if whatever it is that Republicans are looking to do in terms of changing of the rule or that that is just spitting in the face of the dignity of the Senate and here uh, it, it's just they're such hypocrites and this is what kills me too there's a number of components to this yeah yeah it also shows that the particularly the activists democrats they are just told jump and they ask how high yeah because they automatically come to the defense and here's one thing though that i think is funny no one has bothered to explain why was this done (laughs) i know that's right i know but they don't care they don't even need an explanation if anything, you could be like, you know, okay, I, th- I feel like i against this. I see a lot of reasons not to do it, but I'm willing to wait and hear what reason, ha- you know, are you giving for doing this? Well, yeah. Chuck Schumer hasn't done it. No one has said what no one has, has that I know of has required any sort of answer. And Democrats, they don't care. They don't care what the reason is. When you hear them, they're all like on the view and that they're all coming to the defense. Why? Because they're lapdogs. They are little lapdogs. And they can't think for themselves. They are obedient, and they don't even have to have... The only reason is because, well, the Democrats said so, and so they're right there. Well, you know, it's funny, and you see all the stories, and Fetterman, his picture is on every story about changing the dress code. So is it just to accommodate this person? Well, that's what everyone assumes, but even that, like, why? I know, I know, that's right. Well, you know, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, there's so many. I know it seems like we're making a big deal out of this, but there's a lot more to it. That this is the last place. Where else can you go that you have this kind of tradition um, other than D.C.? You know, and so you lose that and you lose a lot of, you know, your your culture and reverence, yeah. like you said. Um, but I know like my kids, you know, one of my daughters worked there on Capitol Hill and um, she had she wore a you know, a suit, like a, mm-hmm. you know, jacket and skirt and everything every day. And she's like, you wouldn't believe it. Some of the things that kids my age are wearing. And I said, you just keep, I tell right. my kids, you go for an interview, you go to work. I mean, you always dress up and dress 
better than everybody. And in this society, I tell them all the time, like if you show up and you dress nice and you work hard, it doesn't matter if you're talented or smart, you're going to be like above 99% of people your age just for doing that. Um, but you know, it's when I worked there, um, you know, in DC, there are a lot, lot of lawyers that, that are in DC. Um, I think the largest number per capita, mm. but everybody had suits on back, you know, when I worked there and it's the last place well, that in New York where people really dress up when they go to work. So to me, I mean, this can There's have a level a, of dignity. There's, yeah, I mean, it's if you don't have dignity, I don't think you understand that. That's what I, I and I believe that there probably well, that's are true. a lot yeah. of supporters of his and that they don't understand it. Well, if you don't understand dignity, you probably don't. Yeah, I know. It probably yeah. does not make any sense to you. But it has an effect on what you do. I mean, they are doing the nation's business. And so, you know, it's a very serious thing. And so they're going to, especially the Senate. I mean, there's only a hundred of you and you're going to walk into a place of history and have like your basketball shorts on, like you're getting ready to go work out. It's just, it's, <laughs> like, it is absolutely embarrassing. I just it's can't embarrassing even. that they don't it's even so bother to explain it to say here's why and i am curious Gen i'm genuinely curious is he physically incapable of putting the suit on he doesn't oh, yeah but, but and i don't think that he is i don't know this for sure but he moves around just fine you, you, i mean uh, he kind of he slunks around but i think that's just you know he's this lumbering <laughs> yeah. kind of looking guy anyway but i don't think that the stroke situation or whatever uh, ever other health issues there are diminishes his ability to put clothes on because he seems physically animated yeah it, it, so it to me unless there's some sort of medical apparatus that he has to wear that requires if there's something yeah. else going on there that you know like maybe i don't know a colostomy bag do those can you i don't i've never had one. oh okay i, I don't so know I, I don't know if, why are you looking at me I well don't i don't know <laughs> yeah. i'm like i don't, don't have, have one, one? so but so I, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out and this is part of just also a reflection of where we are today that drives me nuts is people aren't intellectually curious no the, i am too the, the, the i was like oh the democrats so that what just, happened at fetterman that's the first thing i thought like he, well, and the what? Democrats, and there may be some Republicans as well that are. Just, I always probably for Fetterman, and I'm like, but why? why? I know, I, mean, I know. And, and if it's just because, well, he doesn't want to wear though, you know, the a suit. Well, I'm well, sure there are a lot of members of the Senate that would like to have different things about the dress code. Why Fetterman? What's so wonderful about well, that? No, magic I saw man? one article and it mentioned Josh Hawley, and not as a reason, but it said that uh, something about him flying back on Monday and he would wear his cowboy boots and his jeans and then he would be able to go vote instead well, of changing. But I thought, you know, I mean, it takes 10 minutes to change. I don't I'm Well, sure. and I, I, it's my understanding, I heard this being discussed elsewhere, that there, that there's some, when it came to voting, because there are instances in which you have somebody because of flight delays or just when their flights come in, it, it, there may be some vote that's taking place and you don't have time to change to get out there. And I, I heard it being discussed that they, they allow in a scenario like that for the member to 
not get actually on the floor, but they could do a thumbs up or thumbs down on a vote where it could be seen and they could vote oh, that way okay. in order to accommodate. But, e- but even if you have that sort, well, number one, it, this seems to have not been a problem up until now, but you can still have some standard, <clears throat> even if this is done to a- accommodate Whatever, uh, like, uh, yeah. A lazy, I mean, is a laziness? Is that an accommodation right. for laziness? But let's say it is for something, <laughs> as you mentioned, where you've got a senator who can't get there in time and change clothes. We can't figure out another accommodation, uh, you know, versus being like, oh, well, do whatever the hell you want. Like, that's the answer. <laughs> I know, that's right. And, you know, it's so interesting, this whole thing, um, is that the imagery, like, since they've had television and they've had so much of politics as about your your image and how what you portray on TV, and this is what you want to portray. I'm, it, it goes back to that attorney I was talking about that was on Zoom in the hoodie, and I looked at her and I told my client, I was like, "You think would you really want to pay her ten thousand dollars to be your attorney? I mean, after she dresses like that, look like she just rolled out of bed in her pajamas." I mean, <laughs> I'm wondering is Fetterman able to do anything well? He doesn't speak well. He doesn't. Yeah. Dress well. I, what is there anything this guy can do that is just on a normal level? All right, well, let's talk about Mitch McConnell. Here's Mitch oh. McConnell once again being totally and completely inspiring. As many of you know, right now there are some some Republicans in the House side that are trying to stay true to the promise that Republicans always make about fiscal responsibility. We've been through this a thousand times. Republicans say, oh, yeah, we're smaller government, less spending, fiscally responsible. Uh, And then Democrats, they say, "Okay, well, then you're shutting down the government. You're horrible. And Republicans get scared and say, "Okay, tell us what we can do in order to make you like us again. This is brewing up once again. And when it comes to the issue of government shutdown, here's Mitch McConnell and his inspiring Republican message. Well, we're waiting to see what the House is going to do on a uh, continuing resolution. I think all of you know I'm not a fan of government shutdowns. I've seen a few of them over the years. They never have produced a policy change, and they've always been a loser for Republicans uh, politically. Well, at least he admitted it politically. He does not feel it is. So it's political. I think most of us know that. Yeah, right. Uh, but, but now he just went ahead and said it. Well, and again, <laughs> yeah. that's why Republicans continue to lose in an environment when they should win because of that crap there. It makes Republicans say, well, then what is the point? What is the is, is the point? I know we're self-defeating. I mean, even it's that's what I said last week. As bad as the Democrats are and all the liberals and all the craziness then we still don't win, and we still don't. And I'm this, like, what is wrong with you people? And this is the difference well, between the short term versus the long game. While he is noting, and there could be instances in which he could prove correct, that politically, when it comes to the next election cycle, it does not turn out for well for Republicans. But you know what else also doesn't turn out well? When generation after generation after generation and election after election after election of Republicans are or see that you promise to do these things, yeah. but then you don't do it because it might hurt you in the next election. And so over time, you you start losing long-term support. 
and you end up That's with right, a, yeah. with a party which opens you know the door for somebody like Trump or any of you know these other people that they say are magnitudes that are, yeah. and, uh-huh. so, and and it makes it difficult for you to you've lost credibility I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly. what it boils down to. It's a total loss of credibility, and you lose people that actually genuinely want the things you claim that you support. And is there not anyone in Kentucky that can go to him and tell him that he needs to just retire? And he sounded real old, too. I mean, the Senate is just a nursing home now. It, it's worse it's than that. It's just terrible. I mean, I can't even imagine. But, you know, I... I think we just need to wipe the site clean and start over, have something that that everybody retires, and then we just start it's, now. It's bad. Well, yeah. they the it's not a rumor, but the conventional wisdom is that he's going to just get replaced by Thune, who's a McConnell copy, carbon copy. Yeah. And, and so we're... Republicans are going to continue to be given the shaft. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. But, you know, I mean. As Republican voters, I should say, yeah, that actually yeah. want the things that the Republican Party claims it stands for. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I think there there's a lot of hope with the younger people. I mean, you played that the audio from the hearing with Garland, which I can't even believe he's the attorney general of the United States with Matt. um Gates is that his name? Uh-huh. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he's really articulate, and mm-hmm. I, I really like him. Yeah, and I mean, if you have people like that that run um, for Senate seats, I mean, he's from Florida, but I mean, it's some of these other states, I, I mean, I there is hope that you could turn around at least like the age, the average age of the Senate, but um, yeah, that's. But I, when you have leadership, it doesn't matter if the average age of the Republican Party in the Senate's forty. If they continue to put people like McConnell or they put Thune or whomever in charge, and like you know what, you might as well be some, uh, you know, deteriorating old person that doesn't know where he is on any given yeah, day. Yeah, and you know, Just, you almost need like make? a like when they had the contract with America, mm. you know, or something like that that Republicans all actually you know commit to and say this is what we're gonna do well rick scott tried to do that now it was it the 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 brilliance of contract with america and i remember this Mm -hmm. it went on the back of t-shirts oh yeah it was a list mm -hmm. of things this will do this 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 this, this. Yeah, I actually had that. And yeah. they stuck with it. Now, a lot of people, they say, well, not all that stuff happened. The promise was, with, and this was something else I respected about the contract with America. This was in 93, 94, the Gingrich Revolution, for those that don't know. And it, it they they didn't overpromise. They did not say, if, if we, as a grouping of Republicans, get elected and take over Congress, then all these things will become law. They were honest and said, listen, we will bring up and vote on every one of these things. And we believe that we will pass them. But, but they recognized, you know, well, you still got Clinton in the White House and so forth. And they, they did. But every they still, single yeah. one of those things, they, they fulfilled their promise that they would bring up debate and vote on. And 
It was were, simple. Yeah. It was a bullet point list, and Rick Scott tried to some degree to do it, but instead of it being a bullet point list, it was. And then, but what happened was McConnell and the establishment attacked mm-hmm. him. Yeah, they started accusing him of the things that Democrats accuse Republicans of because they don't want anyone in there that's going to make any meaningful shift in the direction of smaller government. Lower well, taxes, and in that instance with Gingrich, I mean, he was the leader. So that made a difference because he mm. was able to get people to rally around right. him. And I remember with welfare reform, I thought, there's no way they're going to do that. And then they did it. Yeah. And, and, you know? and it took shutting down the government. That's right. The government shut down yep. and they got welfare reform. They got a number of things done uh, that that really disappointed a lot of Democrats. They couldn't believe Clinton caved on it. Uh, George Stephanopoulos wrote about it in his book that he because I read it years ago and and how he was upset and a lot of people within his own cabinet they were upset because they they because he gave in to Gingrich and it's one of the reasons that it's so frustrating to me that the Republican party they will oftentimes point to that as you know well Republicans that you know we that showed that Republicans don't want these shutdowns because it doesn't work out well, it worked out great uh, yeah. now it politically uh, and you know, eventually after a few election cycles, Democrats got back in charge. But that's another thing that's the difference in the approach between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats, when they get elected, they know they're not always going to be in charge, yeah. although they're trying to change that. But in the past, they've known we're going to lose at some point. Yeah. So they see it like that game show Supermarket Sweep. Let's get as much <laughs> crap as we can before that's the right. buzzer's up. I know. Yeah. That's what they do. They're mm-hmm. like, let's cram it through as fast and hard as we can before the time runs out whereas republicans are like oh now we got to be too careful scared. yeah too because scared. we might lose the next election like mcconnell there said you know well we lose politically <laughs> it's like, so, uh. it's like the sloth yeah all right we're gonna get a traffic update more with christy fulnecki <laughs> in moments i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 Holler Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, your brand new home building needs. If you don't like to do the remodeling thing, that tends to, when you're young, you who fix her up or it's so fun. Oh, we can watch HGTV and DIY and do it all on our own. And then you get old and you're like, I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, so a brand new home that is a blank slate. Uh, you pick it all out yourself from the beginning, all our building company. That way, whenever you walk into your new home on day one, it's all done the way you want it. They have a showroom floor uh, in uh, Ozark, and you can do it all in one place. O-L-L-E-R, Aller Building Company, the first alert forecast. Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny today, <clears throat> excuse me, high near 82, 50% chance of showers and storms tonight, mainly after 8 Low around 64, 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms Friday, high near 80. Saturday, 40% chance of showers with a high near 83. And Christy Fulnecki is with us. Good morning. How is ya? It's a great day in Was there anything specifically that you wanted to talk about? Because oftentimes you wait until there's two minutes left to mention that. (laughs) Oh, really? And that's not really. No, I just, I was looking, you know, thinking about this, that um, the ramifications of having a bad president means you have a bad cabinet. And I don't know how much people focus on this, but I was looking at all the stories yesterday. And so you have veterans affairs that have training videos on that. They offer abortions and that men can get pregnant. And then recently the Homeland security where you have half a million people from Venezuela coming to our country. Then you have an attorney general, like you played Mm -hmm. last hour 
who won't answer questions, who, you know, that was pointed out if he was doing that in court. I mean, he um, would get in trouble. So there is like some crisis going on in the government. And I don't know if people are paying. I mean, they you pay attention to stories, but across all of the departments, it is very frightening. And I, I deal with all the different federal government um, departments, you know, with my clients here in the Midwest. And it is just craziness what's going on. And people don't realize the bureaucrats, how much that affects your everyday life. So I just want to make that point because it's just, you see these things going on, like men can get pregnant. And what does that have to do with veteran affairs? And why are you even playing that? I mean, it's bad. Why don't you work on like the long wait times for people to be seen in veterans affairs and uh, stuff like that. A lot like of the basic you know, stuff that you're supposed to do. A, a lot of this nonsense is because life has been made too easy. And so people, and, and, and if you notice, I think a lot of the people who participate in this sort of thing, it's they, they've never had any real true meaning in their life. I mean, when times are real rough, meaning is survival, right? I mean, act, well, that's true, act, yeah. not left-wing survival, like safe spaces and not getting triggered, but, you know, not dying, like having yeah, yeah, food yeah. to eat, not, mm-hmm. you know, having to go out, having to protect your Surviving, living, yeah. you know, through a period of time in which um, it is absolute literal life and death. And that one, it sort of gets rid of. <laughs> people who don't have the capabilities and the understanding of what it takes to do that, but it also prioritizes the things that are important. And, and, um, and then, you know, what, once those people fix things and you get through that period of time, oftentimes because of what they went through when they have kids and grandkids, they overcompensate. They don't want their kids to want for anything at all and so then they lose touch with what's really important and 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 there's a cycle and people know of this cycle about you know hard times make good men good men make i I forget exactly how it goes but but it's a cycle and we're at the end of that cycle right now and it's just you have this total ludicrousness and you think can you imagine some of these people today if they had lived you know, during certain periods of time, one they'd they'd be dead very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, true. And, and it, this this stuff that it really is as if you have a bunch of people that are fifth graders or third graders that decided that they want to start a club and play make believe, and they're fighting over who's who's you know the president, who's the vice president, who you know, and they're making up rules and because they're just constantly making up these new rules all the time. Oh yeah, and it's terrible. I mean, I have one client this business. And I don't want to say what it is because it's here, but I mean, they have made her life hell, this certain agency just and and all of the regulations that they put on it. But, you know, part of the problem is that and Republicans are to blame, too, that they've let the government become so large. It's an opportunity for all these crazy people to get in the government. And, you know, now we can't even shut the government down because half the country are federal employees. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you're like, that's why they were, there's so many federal employees. That's why you don't want to shut the go- government down. Because you don't want to lose those votes. Well, and we hear when there is going to be a shutdown that occurs, at times the assurance is, well, only the non-essential. Why do those exist then? If they're (laughs) non-essential, there should be nothing in government that's non-essential. There should not be. That that is the def. If you really are for limited government, 
It's like, what does limited mean? All right, because so, you need a benchmark, right? Uh, it's all relative otherwise, because limited could be one less government function than the person that wants government to cr- control everything. Like, well, it's limited compared to them. To me, limited is only essential things, only things that are essential. Just- so you should have no non-essential positions, no non-essential services in government if you believe in limited government. And it's funny. Have you heard anyone running for office the last few years that even mentioned limited government? No. Who? I, 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 I mean, that seems like something they talked about like 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah, well, just, oh, the, well. just the domestic terrorist MAGA people. <laughs> I know. That's Bunch right. of MAGAs. Did you see this story, by I the way? Before so. we go, I, I just saw it come up on Fox. We talked about this. I know you like uh, Senator Oh, Kennedy. Kennedy. I love and, Kennedy. And so this is so yeah. perfect. He was reading from one of the many books that. Uh, the left, these pornography books that the left want to give to kids in schools. And one of them is um, uh, Genderqueer. And it's one of the books that's been controversial oh in this area. The news leader had it listed oh, yeah. as one of the you know most controversial books that you know, these right-wingers are trying to ban. And so he was reading from it in a committee to... Because that's oh, the, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, the one yeah. thing that these news He's outlets... He's such a savage. I love him. What's one of the things that these news outlets, like the news leader, they never do. They never actually print what is being, you know, what the, the point of contention. And I know why. It's because they know. It's yeah, over, yeah. They know what it is. They know yeah. it's pornography. and But they support it being in there, and they support the people who support it being in there. So he reads from it, and, of course, the author of the book gets contacted for her response, or I don't know if, it, if, if the author's so a male or female. So he actually read it in the committee? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And do you know awesome. what the author said? What? The author said, that book's not meant for kids. Whoa. Yeah. The author said, I wrote that as a teenager as a way to, you know, like I made a comic book because I didn't know how to talk to my parents about I've my never, gender I confusion. I haven't seen that in any story. Yeah. I said that, yeah. I mean, just about the so, regular so book. I've never heard these, her say yeah, that. Yeah, all of about- these people that want that particular pornography put into schools who even the author says it's not meant for kids well that's the liberals they're gonna spin it and take it as their own story well i love Kennedy. he's such a yeah well you know it's so funny like you wonder what's going on in the country like when you go to lsu game and he's there i mean he's like a rock star people are all over just love him just like trump wherever he goes yeah. i'm sure and then you're wondering like who sense. are what who is voting for all the crazy old people Mm, yeah. Some people are, evidently. <laughs> You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I mentioned earlier Contract with America and how it was simple, straightforward, and how it was an instance that the voters that put the people in, they were delivered what they were told that would be done with the Contract with America. And a lot of people don't even really remember what what necessarily the promise was and somebody had texted in and they're like that you know that they said they didn't feel like uh it was fulfilled and so forth and and again i mean not to be semantic here but what was promised is that i think it within they even said it would be within the first 100 days or whatever these yeah. things we will bring up and we we are going to vote on all these things and and that is what they did. And in fact, they ended up sort of breaking them. A lot of them, they broke I know up we so they could pull be more it up. specific. Do you have it up? And, and um, they divided the 10 different areas that they promised would be brought up, debated, 
and voted on, and they were divided into more bills. 31 of the resulting 32 measures passed. So they passed 31 of the 32. The only one that didn't pass was dealing with congressional term limits, which is irrelevant in terms of vote of Congress anyhow, because the Supreme Court has already ruled that you cannot put term limits that way. You can do a constitutional amendment, but you cannot do it by a vote of Congress. And, uh, And so there were... Um, 302 roll call votes, 299 of them the conservatives prevailed on. So in terms of actual what they, you know, and again, it's this is what they said that they would do at the time. Here We will bring up and we are going to discuss and vote on every single one of these things. Yeah. And, and they did. And, and every single one but one that, again, wouldn't have, you know. But the Supreme Court what, had already struck it down. Anyhow, they all they And all that's passed. what's so important about leadership is because he was the speaker. And so he was able to do that because he whipped everybody into shape. And so this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not arguing that, oh, that was the single greatest time ever in our history or that everything that they did was was perfect. But it was the last time that I can remember in which Republicans, anyhow, collectively, and it's hard when you're talking about Congress, you yeah. know, but collectively said, if you vote us in power, we will do these things here. And then they did it. And so people at, at least then felt like, okay, if they tell us, vote us in, we're going to do this, then they, you know, they've proven to us that they will. Well, that, I mean, that's gone now. I mean, I, I, I mean, they for, need to have, well, oh, for, I think for a lot of Americans and a lot of Republicans in particular, the Republicans destroyed all their credibility by promising to repeal Obamacare if they got in power. And then they didn't. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what they do at the convention or whatever, but they need to have a meeting, go on a retreat or something and say, this is what we're this is how. And that's what I thought the platform was supposed to be. But this is what we can agree on that we're going to try to push forward. It doesn't even seem like nobody is on the same page. And again, that comes to leadership. I mean, you know, I mean, when you have a, a senator that stares forward and can't speak then how are you going to lead people to get them together to vote for this? I mean, like you said, Democrats are all, they, all they care about is winning. They could care less yeah, about and they fall in g- line. results. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's why it's hard for Republicans to come together because they all have different ideas on what should be done. But And, and uh, one of the reasons also that the Republican Party is, if you want to call it fractured or not coming together, is because you have a party that claims it's for one thing, but it's being run by people who don't operate in that way. While at the same time, there are people who get elected in there who do believe and want that. And that's their expectation. So that's where the divide is. So when you have the McConnells and and the Mitt Romneys and talking on the Senate side, those people are not for smaller government. Those people are not for cleaning up corruption. Those people are not for getting rid of spying on Americans. Those people are not for holding China accountable for spying on, you know, they're not for any of that. So. The Republican Party claims it's for that. So then Americans run on that platform. They get in there and and that's where you get the conflict because some of them actually believe it and try to hold the leadership to the fire. And that's what we're seeing in Congress right now. And it's what we've seen for some time, because where else are they going to go? What are, you yeah, know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, that's why everybody rallied around Trump, because he was a leader and he just told people what he thought. And then whether you agree with him or not, come on board. I mean, I think he probably negotiated with people, but. Okay, former, go ahead. Former President Trump made a surprise stop at Treehouse Pub. Oh, I saw that. In yeah. Bittendorf, Iowa, autographed the shirt of a woman, uh, had on as he greeted supporters, passed out pizza boxes to them. Trump was greeted by loud cheers and applause. The crowd erupted in chants of USA, USA, USA. And I will once again note 
that this is a tremendous difference between Trump supporters and Democrats in particular. Um, and that is Trump supporters. It's it's not about Trump. It's about the country, which That's is right. why they chant USA, USA, USA. And, you know, it's funny as much as we travel and we because my kids are the older two are in college when we go to football games and stuff about all of the flags and people chanting USA games. And um, I mean, just America. Uh, I mean, they're if if people would just listen to them again how much that they think mm. that our country is going the right direction but i, mean, I don't ted, know i guess we'll find out ted cruz earlier this week will take traffic he had a prediction um that democrats are going to parachute michelle obama in to replace joe biden oh see d wampler would love this story because he's oh, always he, hey, i'm <laughs> telling you we michelle miss you, obama <laughs> You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Chrissy Volnecki with us. Ted Cruz, Democrats will parachute Michelle Obama in to replace uh, Joe Biden. He believes that that, uh, that will happen. He, he said in an interview, this was Monday, uh, that uh, Biden will be jettisoned out before the 2024 election arguing that Barack Obama is the puppet master running the administration. On Monday, he discussed the possibility that Biden will not be the nominee for the party on his podcast, Verdict with Ted Cruz, noting the odds of such a scenario have risen significantly, given that the Democrats are now nervous. And so he he mentioned that as a possibility. Well, you know, I, I was just looking because I can't remember if she actually worked. It's so funny, you know. She, I think, she got some cushy job at a hospital or something, but it, well, she most was, records it says show she didn't really do much. She, yeah, I mean, she w- worked a little bit as an associate, says in a, a law firm in Chicago. And then she held many public sector positions in Chicago city government, assistant to mayor, la, la, la. This is where they became community organizers. So they went to Princeton and I think, well, she did and went to Harvard Law School and then because didn't of really, yeah, right. And then didn't have a job and worked as they were married up, just like How Hillary. How do these people make so much money? That's what I'm wondering. Corruption. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you literally like work at a law firm for a oh, year and then you me. become part of the government and you become multimillionaires. I mean, and you, the people, Sign me the, up. the people who support them <laughs> are the same people who rail against the fact that CEOs, they make these million dollar bonuses. And I'm thinking at least they're doing so like they are responsible for people's jobs, right? You support these politicians that get in there and somehow they're making tons more than any CEO and they don't actually produce anything. I know. You I mean, you support you you rail against a CEO that makes all this money, but you'll support uh Obama making a million dollars on a college campus for a speech that yeah, comes out of out of the students' pockets. I, it's just Well, nutty. Michelle Obama as president would be a complete nightmare. I, her, I still don't think. I the, think she I mean, loves the trappings of the rich and famous too much. I, I just the only way I believe that she would actually do it is if she was told, "Listen, you don't actually have to do anything." Well, I mean, look at what Biden. I mean, Biden's yeah. not doing anything. I mean, he's eating ice cream, taking naps. 
So you know, they I tell mean, her how the historic she would be, said, how how she could change the country. Biden, you know, has done a good job. He's broken it down, and and you know, it's broken, and and so she can come in, pick up the pieces, make it in her own image. She gives speeches every now and then, but other than that, it would be a very private president. You could still live your life, still you know, do whatever you want, lay the foundation for the money coming in later. And but I, I don't so know. That's so frightening. I, think, yeah, I, I know. Well, because I don't want my what's, kids to go in the military if she's going to be. What's frightening <laughs> is there are millions of Americans that without hesitation would vote for her without even being able to tell you a damn thing she stands for or believes in or why. But look at how many voted for Hillary Clinton and not a single one could ever tell you what her greatest accomplishment the ever only, was. The only re- thing I remember about her, which we've talked about, about Michelle, is the whole food thing. Fat shaming to, kids. Yeah, fat yeah. shaming and changing everybody's lunch menu in school. That's, That's another the only thing, thing I, that I remember. It would be interesting to see if... Her election for if she was, you know, yeah, this yeah. crazy scenario became president. If she would do to the body positivity movement what Joe Biden did to the Me Too movement, which would kill it. Yep, because that's, that's a right. big thing with the left right now is body. You know, how dare you insult unhealthy people? You know, Lizzo, <laughs> all these, and how dare you? That's a wonderful thing, and and she's very anti all of that. I mean, oh, yeah. she, that that was her main theme: fat shaming kids when she was. So would that put an end to the body positivity movement? I think it probably would. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's nuts. And what a terrible role model you to have. You lefties are crazy. I know. Absolutely. Right. All right, Chris. All right, that was fun. Yes, thank you very much. Hope you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Okay. Try not to get thrown in contempt of court. <laughs> it was close again yesterday, but All I'm right. still out. I'm still a free person right now. All right, for another day. <laughs> Author of the Week coming up in the next hour, sponsored by ABC Books on North Glenstone. And don't forget, of course, to get signed up for a pizza party from Godfather's Pizza at KSGF.com.